Welcome back to another episode of Trading Secrets. Today, I am joined by entrepreneur, podcast host, vlogger, blogger, and most notably known for her role on the hit reality TV show, Vanderpump Rules, Sheena Shea. Having already been a mainstay on the show for the past 10 years, Sheena has found herself at the epicenter in the recent drama between various cast members of the show that has headlined media outlets sweeping the nation's pop culture talk for the past few months. I don't need to drop names. All you listening, you know the names. Many of you know the drama that's ensued this season in the finale or the reunions, but we're here to uncover how that drama positively or negatively impacted Sheena's professional and financial world outside the show, how it'll impact her future with the show and business endeavors personally, professionally, and financially, what changes she has seen to her brand and business endeavors overall in the last few months. We're going to hit it all. Sheena, thank you so much for being here on Training Secrets. We're excited to have you. What an intro. You ready to go? I I mean, there's a lot going on here. So that deserves, I mean, I could have gone for another probably 30 seconds with everything happening in your life. It's been wild to say the least. I was doing all the research on your history with the show and where you are today. I look at 10 seasons of Vanderpump Rules. I mean, this show is taking over the nation. You had a wedding last year, you're a mother, you have the podcast, you have the vlog, you have the blog, you're all over the country doing interviews everywhere. How how are you doing and how are you handling it all both personally and professionally? I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) I have been all over this damn country for the past week and a half. I am tired, but I just keep going, you know, vitamins, coffee, my baby keeps me going, but... It's been an emotional roller coaster, to say the least, over the past two and a half months. A betrayal like no other that I've ever experienced. You know, just seeing my best friend go through this has been really tough, but she's smiling again, and that is amazing. It's Super Bowl of reality TV. It's (laughs) Christmas. It's everything. Guys, in the recap, what we'll do is we are going to give you all the numbers for the finale and the first reunion for when this comes out, but I got to get a prediction from you. Do you know anything about recent ratings? And then I need you to predict what's going to happen for the finale and the reunion just when it comes to rating and business. So... Every week, we've been breaking our own record. Last week was our highest rated episode in 10 years ever. I'm predicting that tonight's finale will be the highest rated Bravo show ever. That ever? Yeah. Ever. Well, give me a rating. I, it's over 2 million. I think live will be over too. If I took every single episode over the mm-hmm. last 10 years, what do you think the average viewing audience has been? To just give a comparison. I would say if we're averaging from our lowest like pandemic season to our highest, on average, maybe around 750. So this is like... Which is still good because we've had lower in the bad seasons. Yeah. But then we've also been over a million in the good seasons. So I think we were just under 1.5 for last week. The 18 to 49 demographic was like, I think, 0.56. I mean, it's 
crazy. It's crazy. And it's had to totally impact your professional world, your financial world, your personal world, all that. One quick story I remember, I was talking to Chris Harrison recently mm-hmm. and he referenced the Vanderpump drama and he's like, that used to be, like in the heyday, five, 10, 15 years ago, that was The Bachelor. And his feeling and sentiment is that it's just fallen off. When you think about what the show has done from the average of like the 500 to 750,000 viewers typically, like, do you think there's any way, you know, there's a lot of conspiracies that producers kind of knew about this and maybe pushed it? Or no. do you think this was just the perfect storm for the business side of things? Definitely the perfect storm for Crazy. the business side. Because now watching back, now knowing what we know, yeah, it's so obvious. But at the time... If you have Ariana and myself, the two people closest to Tom and Rachel, saying this isn't weird, then no one else other than Katie and Lala thought it was weird. Production didn't even necessarily think it was weird. Now watching it back, knowing what we know, it's so obvious and it's so crazy that they were so disgusting to just be doing this in front of all of our faces, like under the radar, but right out there at the same time. And then use you as pawns along the way. I mean, it's it's wildly deceitful. It's Mm -hmm. just insane manipulation. But I think about when I was on The Bachelor, and it's so hard to compare the two. It's not at all comparable. But there were things that definitely happened behind the cameras that I knew producers knew. When the cameras were off, they might have seen something or heard something that allowed them to elevate this. And I ask this because there's so many business conspiracy theories out there Mm -hmm. that this was planted to drive the business to be where it is now. I genuinely do not think so. There you go, guys. I think the way the show started. Yeah. They definitely knew about the affair that I was a part of. I think that is what spearheaded this show. They can say like, oh, it was a coincidence. Oh, you were just working at the restaurant. She just happened to be on Housewives. I think that was definitely the way it was. But this, I do not think they had any idea. Okay. Like this shocked everyone. I remember speaking to our showrunner the day that this all hit and he was just, I think he used the word gobsmacked. Unbelievable. I think my mom's jaw is still on the floor. It's (laughs) been on the floor for four months. She's obsessed with the show, big fan of yours. And uh, you know, this is all she's been talking about. Do you think that the show might have had even more momentum if they edited this quicker and got it out faster? Or do you feel like this momentum now here in May is as high or if not higher than when this originally happened in early 2023? It honestly couldn't have gotten out any quicker. It came out publicly when we were a few episodes into the season. I think it was maybe around week four or something. Yeah. But there was still a whole story to tell that showed the lead up to what's currently happening. The fact that we filmed mid-March for two weeks and then the reunion and we're only in mid-May and it's already airing, this is the quickest turnaround we've ever had on this show we were literally filming up until six days before the reunion so they went full speed as fast as they possibly could yeah i mean my conversation with sandoval which is how the show ends this season that was on saint patrick's day And we filmed the reunion on March 23rd. That's That's never happened. That's speed in its finest form. Yeah. Going back more to strategy and business. When did you start filming season 10? So season 10 
started mid-July. Okay. We wrapped season nine mid-September. Okay. So there was a pretty good chunk okay. in between. And here's why I ask. Yeah. We're talking about time. While the going's good and, and Vanderpump is literally taking over the nation, season 11 has been greenlit. How quickly are they going to start filming season 11? I don't know yet. I'm waiting to find out. How but do you? You are the, you are the person we that literally has to know. are the last to find out about this. So I would guess and assume next month for sure, because it's not happening this month. I mean, we're already midway through this month. I can't see them pushing it further than June, okay. but you never know. I mean, last know. season got pushed to mid-July, so they might have liked having the Virgo season on the show, which we've never had. We have Lala, she who shall not be named, and Lisa Vanderpump's birthdays <laughs> in September. So I don't know if they liked where we were at then because we've never filmed that late into the year. It's always been like a May to July, August sort of time frame. She who shall not be named. You have yet to speak or see her correct. since the incident, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So... I'm putting my ratings hat on. I'm putting my business executive hat on. The thought of you two, when you first see each other mm -hmm. and talk, whenever that does happen, if it happens, but I imagine they're dying to capture that business-wise. You have to know going into season 11, you have massive leverage. And this could go, this piece of advice could go back to anybody back home in any form of job who has leverage going into potential renewal or maybe getting a job in another company. Do you use this to negotiate for season 11? Have you thought about that? Is it a world that you don't get involved in? What's your take on that? I've got a good team and okay. I'm going to let that be their job. Okay. <laughs> um, because honestly, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen for season 11 yet. You know, I mean, who knows if she's even coming back? She has to come back. Is her family going to allow that? Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, if she comes back, I have to assume you could use that as a, like a leverage point to negotiate for yourself. I mean, hopefully. All right. I think so. <laughs> I mean, I think if I had to name the title of this episode, it would probably be negotiate, 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 because you've always been successful. You've always had all your businesses, but it's a whole new level now. Mm -hmm. There are way more eyeballs on. I've heard about the podcast numbers, which we'll talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's all hitting and turning a corner that... I don't know. Have you seen before? Have you seen these numbers? Have you seen this type of business opportunity come in? No. I mean, my podcast is breaking its own records every month. I don't check the charts or anything, yeah. but I've been told that I've been on them a lot. And I know my downloads are the highest they've ever been. And this past month, four of my episodes are now in my top 10 all-time downloads. And I heard on one of your podcasts, I was listening to podcasts to prepare for this. I heard you mentioned, I don't know if you were or weren't supposed to mention it, but you said millions a yeah. month. Is that yes. true? Millions yeah. of downloads a month. It was 1.3 this past month. I just got my numbers today. 1.3 million downloads a month. Yeah. All right. From the what I know about the podcasting space, the episode space, the monetization space, that's well over 100K a month, or it should be. <laughs> do you have to negotiate or is that somewhat right i i <laughs> brock's laughing he's like you're fucking right it is let's go <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i don't know how much i'm allowed to say about this yeah. i feel like the email may have said like keep this internally keep this so maybe yeah. bleep that part out yeah, but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah okay yeah no i mean it's been 
better than ever. That is so From wild. a business sense. From a business sense. Yes. That's what we're talking about. All right. I want to ask you about this. Uh, <laughs> she who shall not be named. That's going to be a mouthful, but I'll, I'll just refer to her as R. We, we, can, we can just call her Rachel. Call her what her we'll legal name is. call her legal name, yes. Rachel. And that's a good transition yeah. to the question I have because a lot of people are caught up in is it a punch? Is it not a punch? The right, the wrong. And I think those are great discussions for certain podcasts. You have you said it certainly was not a punch. It was right? not a punch. Yeah, I'm not just, a puncher. Not I'm, a puncher. I may be a pusher. I was not a, a puncher. puncher. Okay. I so, can't form a fist. You can't. <laughs> yeah, those it nails. Doesn't, it doesn't the, work that way. You know, all these claws, work. they can scratch, but they can't punch. Okay. I could say if I was a judge and I saw those nails, I'd say it's physically impossible. Yes. But I'm more curious about the money and the time, the effort, and just the mental draining aspect of having to deal with a restraining order in RO. When that comes your way, I just, how does it work? Like, do you have to hire an attorney? Do you accept yeah. it? Do you get served it? What's the process? So I did have to hire an attorney. Yeah. I can obviously sue her for sure. defamation yeah, and legal fees and all of that. But the emotional distress that it caused was more than financials or anything. Honestly, you'll see some of this. I'm not sure in which part of the reunion, but you see a little bit in the preview where I'm like, I fully break down because what I was going through at that time, I felt like I wasn't even able to be present for my daughter. I'm getting calls constantly. I'm dealing with lawyers constantly. I'm dealing with production. Can I go to the reunion? Can I not? Because everyone wants her there more than they want me there. And it was just a really difficult time where every day I was just having a breakdown. And then there was one moment where my daughter saw me crying and then she started crying and like hyperventilating. And I was like, this has got to stop. This is not okay this is affecting me so deeply and uh, that was when I was just like all right I, I need to do what I need to do to just be the best mom for my daughter but it was a very challenging time that someone I took care of and loved so much could do this to me and I've still yet to get an apology that's just unbelievable yeah to me. And you have to wonder, especially after everything she did to all of you. Yeah. What? Why? Why is that her response? Is it so that she can try and change the narrative so that it benefits her, like she was the victim? Like, why would she ever? Yeah, definitely. She's trying to change the narrative. She's trying to be the victim. She is listening to her family and crisis PR. She has no mind of her own, and she's just doing whatever anyone tells her without even thinking about what this is doing to us, to me, to Ariana. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, it's, it's mind-blowing, it's mind-boggling. And it, I actually want to circle this back to the first question. So you see you know, your daughter giving you that look. And then what I see, that story I've never heard, but I see you're making a difference out there. You're trying to take this experience to empower others. You've, mm -hmm. you've talked a lot about non-for-profits and impact, and you're just doing a lot with it full speed. Do you think maybe some of the motivation comes from that moment where your daughter saw you at your rock bottom and you're like, you know what? 100%. I'm going to channel this yeah. and not let this bring me down. I'm going to let this bring me up and make change. Absolutely. That's why I showed up in court. I had my L Woods moment that was not even <laughs> planned walking out of the courtroom, but I've yeah. honestly 
honestly never been so proud of myself for how I handled that situation for going through this. It was like sitting in the courtroom that day, seeing so many people there who actually needed to be there. People who needed real restraining orders from real dangerous people. Sitting there, it just made me so angry that she was abusing the court system in this way because I'm like, I shouldn't be here. I am not a threat. You knew I wasn't a threat. It took you six days to file the restraining order. Clearly, you weren't really scared. Clearly not that worried about it. You know? Yeah. So that... (sighs) Was an experience, what do you but think? I decided to take that and turn it into as much of a positive as I could and to take that moment when I had all eyes on me to shout out nonprofits to, you know, bring awareness to the court system and to restraining orders and just this whole everything I was going through because it, it just it was not OK how she handled all of this. Yeah, I love that you took a rock bottom moment and used it to like educate people yeah. and help people. I think that's absolutely brilliant. I just have a couple more questions before I, I transition to this topic of, you know, your job is your life and your life is your job because I think this is it. And I, and I want to be able to get some advice from your rock bottom moment and how people back at home when they're listening, they can get out of it. Before I do though, total hours you've probably spent working on this, showing up, being a part of this, the lawyer conversations, like the restraining order, entire process. How many hours do you think you've deployed towards I mean, working on this? Full days of my life, definitely. If you amazing. add it all up, just the amount of time, you know, between texting the lawyer, the publicist, the manager, production, and my friends, the amount of interviews, and just like, I mean, yeah, it's been. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know, but I mean, definitely a couple full days of my life were spent dealing with this if you add up every hour. I mean, and, and publicists are like anywhere from the two to 10K range a month. Attorneys are anywhere from like 300 to like two grand an hour. Like, you just don't know an attorney. Like, this had to cost you a lot of money. This had to cost you well over 10 grand defending this. Is that a fair assumption or am I wrong? Um, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just not fair. I know. But you got through it. And this is part of your sentiment too. You have said our job is our life and our life is our job. Mm -hmm. I love that for so many reasons. One of the reasons I love it is that no matter who's listening to this, whether it's Paul in New York or Sarah in Cleveland, Ohio, personal matters affect people's professions. Mm -hmm. Of course, when they're on reality TV, but in all circumstances. What advice do you have for someone who's down in the dumps personally at their lowest moment, like you described with your daughter looking at you, but still staying focused on getting it together professionally to make the best for your family? What advice would you give those people? I think to just see the light at the end of the tunnel, to know it's there even if you don't see it at the moment, And to try and take any of those rock bottom moments and spin it into a positive. To try and find the one thread that you can hang on to and turn into a positive and not let everything break you down. Because when you're at a rock bottom, there's only one place to go and that's up. So just remembering that it's not going to get any worse. Although at the time when I was in it, I was like, am I going to have an assault charge? Am I going to get arrested? What's going to happen? Like yeah. I was freaking out. Right. Thankfully, I hired an amazing attorney, shout out to Nima, who got me through it, made me feel like it was going to be okay every step of the way. And that's honestly just how I got by. I love that, that piece of advice though, of just like holding on, no matter how thin 
that string mm-hmm. is or that hair. But if there's any sense of positivity, find it, use it to lift yourself out of it. Totally. I think that's a blanket statement for anyone, any situation. It's just really, really good advice. So just to close this topic up regarding the RO, you've dealt with the legal battles, the emotional battles. Like, where does it stand? How do like, where, what's the current status of this thing? Completely dropped. Oh, okay. I appeared in court. She did not. What we found out based on some paparazzi photos is she was in Tom Sandoval's bed that morning Jesus while Ariana was in Canada Christ. shooting a movie. And I was sitting in a courtroom dealing with her shit. Unbelievable. Like when it yeah. can't get any worse. No, it's just like the, another level of disrespect as if you haven't already done enough, mm-hmm. but then you're going to go and sleep in their house under their roof just because she's out of town. And you think that's okay? When that's happening, are you reaching out to Sandoval or Schwartz or any of them no. to just be like, where the hell is she? No. Oh my god. I have gosh. no communication with him. And so you have no idea where any of those three are right now? Like say those three are all cut off in your life. I saw Schwartz at TomTom recently. Okay. Um, I have not spoken to Sandoval or Rachel. Got it. At all since. The last time I spoke to Sandoval was at the reunion. Got it. Okay. And I think Schwartz is now, he's like filming a show. In he was Australia. just doing some celebrities on yeah. Mars or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a brief interaction the other night at TomTom. I was yeah. there with the group. I just saw him, said hi. Yeah. But, um, Caitlin and I may or may not have been asked. That's why Evan's laughing to go on that show. We, pa- <laughs> we passed. I'll give you more information. Schwartz the- is like, get me out of this country. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm out. Put me on an island. I don't care how dumb the show Put sounds. Put me on another planet. <laughs> if, I be- <laughs> if I have to be in Mars, it's the best thing for me. And right? I know he's getting paid pretty well to do it. So good. that's pretty good. All right. Let me ask you this. Let's, let's turn this to the positive Okay. Part. So our job is our life. Our life is our job. Let's do this. I like threes. Top three list here. What have been the three best business opportunities that have come to light from you pretty much being uh, on a wild platform for so many years that has now just taken over the, the entire country in the last three months? I think, I mean, the podcast is doing better than it's ever been. So that is, you know, when the show's not on, that is what pays the bills. So the fact that that is just soaring right now is amazing. Yep. The vlog and Patreon have been doing very well, although I'm still trying to get to 100,000 subscribers so I can get my YouTube plaque for all of you listening. Please go, go subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get that YouTube plaque going. Yeah. And then I'm now working with Smirnoff, which is why I'm here in New York right now. I did a job with them in Chicago cool. for one of their tamarind vodkas. And now I'm out here for Smirnoff Ice. We've got another event in Long Beach next month. And uh, this has been one of the best and most fun partnerships I've ever done. That is so cool. And the I Uber One it. commercial that just came I, I out know, today. I wrote the Uber One commercial. <laughs> that did so that come sick. out? Yeah, we just did the little remix, you know. We could be goat cheese balling. Vlogging, blogging, <laughs> podcasting, YouTubing, 10 seasons, going on 11 seasons. I mean, this, this is now singing. Do you think like, are you going to release, like, do you really want to pursue this? Seriously? Business-wise? It's it's always been more of a hobby. I'm not a great singer. I lose my voice just at a night out. So I'm not the best vocally. However, with some auto-tune, as you can hear, it's pretty good. Yeah. So we had so much fun doing that that Ariana, Lala, and I want to at least do one other single, if not an EP, produced by DJ James Kennedy. Let's go. Keep it in the family. We're working on that. And then on... 
the side, Ariana, Katie Maloney, and I yep. have a little DJ trio, and we're DJing at Emo Night. Very which nice. Which is a super fun event that they have in LA the first Friday of every month, and then all over the country. Okay. So we just did our first one, and we're like, should we actually make this a thing? Why not? So I'm now currently on the lookout for a screamo singer who can do a sort of screamo emo version. I got version it. I know your singer. I know your singer right now. Really? Your lead singer. He's in. He's in uh, L.A. He has a great following. Are you serious? He does this. Matt Cutchell. That's my friend. Matt is your answer. He is, he, he's like, is from an emo band. No, that, you know this. what? I'm going to text him because I literally texted yes. our other mutual friend the other day, but then I realized I hadn't checked in with him in a minute. Yes. And I was like, I don't want to ask for a favor until I ask how he's doing first. Yep. But that's so funny that you say Matt. I'm because... telling you, Matt's your answer. He's okay. good. He's actually legitimately good. You know, good. Matt used to work at Sir. He did? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he could have been part of Vanderpump. Yeah. So I've been friends with Matt since way before the show. And then he worked at Sir... In the early seasons of the show, and I remember he was at my first wedding, and you yeah. like see him in like the audience or whatever it's called. Yeah. People are like, "Wait, is that it, boy Matt?" And then you know, I mean, he's just blown up since then. Hilarious. But okay, I'm gonna reach out to him because if we do emo night, yeah. we make it a thing. If we have you know this filmed for season eleven, we never know. Yeah. But obviously, you can't have just any songs that you play. It has to be cleared music. It has, it has to, to be, be originals. Music. So Match I was like, right? what if we did a like good ass, quah, you know, and you just have yeah, someone yeah, yeah. screaming screaming full speed. So I told James about this. He's like, I want to produce it. I'm like, all right, we just need to find a singer. Wow. Yeah. I need, can so I some, if this all comes together, I need like yeah. in, in font size two. Done. Jason Tardick. Put yes. this together. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, no. I'm, so there will be definitely more music from the VPR girls this summer. Okay. VPR girls. It's coming. I will say of any show I have on the toughest people to get numbers from is Vanderpump. Like when I had Katie on, I know Lala, I saw. They, they, you guys won't give me shit. Are you pretty contracted up? Like, can you not say anything? I don't even think I should answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the game I was playing with Katie. I'm like, all right. So More your first season. Yeah. Is it like 20 or 22? She's like, well, in the middle. I'm like, okay, 21. She's like, you're getting closer. I'm like, oh my God. First season? Oh, it was much less than Way that. less. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Every, every year, like, you yeah. get your bumps. And do you guys negotiate together or do you negotiate by yourself? Um, It's kind of been both. You know, yeah. we're not always on the same island. We okay. don't all have the same representation. Got it. Certain people are on it more you know some came in later so gotcha but well, this is your year this is your year for the double digit increase yes i think this is your year i for that. agree let me ask you about double digit increase you got the schmirnoff campaign i saw that we got uber one evan's in the room here we own an agency together i know he helped get you a deal for coachella yeah are you also seeing your rates go up yes like as, actually. The, as the show's ratings go up does your rate go up yeah do you think it's going up at a similar clip like as a like if you say the show's rates have doubled like is it fair to say your rates have around doubled too actually yeah i mean that's awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's that's super exciting yeah yeah that's a that's a game changer for mm -hmm. you all right when you look out not a year when you look out three to five years what is the dream for you? Are you still with the show? Are you doing something different? Is there a specific business you have your eyes set on? Are you and Brock thinking about maybe doing something together? What's the business dream look like? So it's funny whenever I get asked about the future because I have really bad OCD and 
at thinking too far into the future gives me severe anxiety. I okay. like to just live in the moment. So I don't know where I'll be a year from now. I could yeah. only hope to still be on either Vanderpump Rules or another show or both. My other, ultimate. What other show would like? Just would like be, if, what's if, on your radar? if Vanderpump Rules were to end, you okay. know, I would still like to continue on reality television. Got My it. dream job is Garcelle. To okay. be able to host a show, be on a reality show, and act, like that's the ultimate goal. But I really would love to get into hosting. I am killer at a teleprompter. I got my degree in broadcast journalism. Wow. When I saw Caitlin hosting, yeah. you know, The Bachelor, I was yes. just like, oh my God, she was so she good. That's like a dream job of mine. I know. She absolutely killed it. It was, yeah. it was super exciting to see. And that was the first time she ever did live TV. And no, so, she crushed yeah. it. That's so cool that you have a broadcast journalism background mm -hmm. too. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Interesting. When I look at like the Bravo world, I just look at uh, Mr. Cohen and I'm just like, this guy is just a fucking genius. I know. I tell like, him all the time. I'm like, genius. if you're sick, I'm your girl. Yeah. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> you need a co-host. Do you think it's a bit of luck or do you think he's just that smart the way things have turned out for his shows and his, his network and everything? Everything like that. I think he's just a genius. I think he started at a really young age. He got to know the right people and he's very talented at what he does. He's so yeah. likable. Yeah. And it's like, I would never want to take his job. I just want to be a part of it. I'm like, so gotcha. let me know if you ever need a yeah. fill in. <laughs> I would love to do that. I just, every time I'm at Watch What Happens Live, I'm like, just remember, I'm here. That guy intrigues me. He's very, very intelligent. I'd I'm love obsessed to have, with him. Yeah, he is just a wildly impressive man. I, I, I want to talk about Ariana for a second, her comeback story and how beloved and relatable her reaction has been and her getting Dancing with the Stars and all these opportunities that are coming up. When you see your best friend hit rock bottom and now just be in a place of what seems like at least from the outside bliss what does yeah. it mean to you it makes me so happy to see just her getting everything she has worked for she deserves she's a good person she's talented she is one of my favorite people in this entire world she's loyal mm -hmm. she i could go on and on about her for days when i saw her at her rock bottom and then saw her just climbing out of that it was so good to see because we were all really worried about, you know, both of their mental state. When we found out this, it's like we don't want anyone to harm themselves. We don't want anyone, you know, the way this all came out and the press around it and everything. It was a lot. And we didn't know which way it was going to go. So to see her take something that was such a rock bottom moment and just turn it into a positive to just be shining the way she is the spark in her eyes that i haven't seen for so long it makes me so happy seeing her shine where do you think when you look at like her career and her profession where do you think she goes from here because it seems like sky is just the limit yeah i mean it's just going to keep going up i mean the opportunities keep coming in the offers you know she just did a movie she's got so many campaigns lined up i mean she is doing really well i'm so excited for her psychology wise what is like such a nefarious broken down 
just like corrupt situation. Why was it so relatable to America? What was it about this scenario that people connected so much with Ariana and 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 had so much as they should um, disgust and frustration with Rachel and <laughs> Scandal? Why is it? What's your take on that? I think it was just so shocking that it was the best friend. You know, I mean, yeah. obviously it's a relatable story when someone gets cheated on. Millions of people around the world have been cheated on. And it wasn't just, oh, she got cheated on. It was, this is her best friend. This is someone who she invited into her home, who she hung out with just the three of them all of the time that from the outside, it could have looked weird. But when we're in it, it's like, no, like it was me, Brock and Rachel. It was Tom, Ariana and Rachel. It was just, she was like our little third wheel that we took care of. She was our little sis. And so for it to be that level of a betrayal, it just mm -hmm. was on such an, such another level, you know, it just, it's hard to comprehend because who does that? Who does that? To their best friend. Is there, is there any coming back for Rachel no. and Tom? Like you can't come back from this. No, not this. Would it be best for them to just not be part of it anymore? No, we still want to see it. Okay. I mean, You're like, bring them in. No one wants anyone fired. <laughs> bring, you know, yeah. we just don't want to film with them. So, so for season 11, is there anybody you don't want to see return? Um, no, I think everyone okay. should return okay. for sure. I think everyone wants to see the fallout and the follow up. So okay. I think everyone should be back. Wild. What a peculiar situation, but it has worked out in right? so many ways, and it's obviously caused a lot of detriment and speed bumps in the way. I want to just ask you a couple finance questions, and here's why. I'm working on my second book, and it's about relationships managing money. So you said you have a great team. You said you have managers. Like When you and Brock sit down and you plan for a kid or you start to see more of this business com income come in, do you have any like tips or tricks or there's things that you do well or things you could work on when it comes to actually like the money? money management side of things? I'm honestly, I'm not a big spender. I'm a big saver. Cool. If I spend money, it's going to be on an experience rather than a bag or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. So with these new opportunities and anything coming in, yeah. I'm just saving. I'm putting money away from my daughter. And that's my biggest piece of advice is to just not waste it because I also live my life in a this could end tomorrow sort of way. I'm very, like I said, in the moment, yeah. I don't think anything is forever. So yeah. right now, while the iron's hot, you know, just save Keep everything shrinking. we can because it could all be gone tomorrow. That's, do you guys like talk about money? Do you talk about what you guys are making and things like that? Or do you just like, eh, we'll figure it out? Me and Brock or like me and my you, cast? You and Brock. Oh yeah, no, full yeah, yeah, yeah. open communication. Full open. Yeah, great. and I we also like, we work together a lot. So it's like YouTube, Patreon, certain social media deals, we're a part of it together. It may be on my Instagram or like my channel, but Brock is a big reason that I make the money I do make right now. He helps me so much in all of those aspects, whether it's co-hosting on my podcast, just showing our life together on my vlogs, on Patreon. Like that's something we do together as a family. So he knows the second I get an offer, I'm like, oh my God, like I, he's the first person I tell. <laughs> I love that. It's awesome that you guys work together on that. Yeah. You have a vision for what's next. You're doing it as a team. You have a beautiful family. And I mean, like, 
all the wind is at your back right now. Yeah. So we know your one three-year plan gives you a little bit of nerves. When you think about right here, right now, the biggest month of your professional career is coming up and it's starting tonight. Where is your head? Are you thinking like, I got to get content out. I got to be everywhere. I got to podcast more. Like, How do you strategize for the finale and the three reunions where millions of, it's crazy, right? I know. The whole country is going to be watching you. Like, Do you plan for that? Do you try and make more? Do you just let it flow? You just let it flow. I am being very particular with my podcast right now, though, because- Define particular. Like with with my guests, or, okay. with what we're speaking on. I'm trying to keep it very centered around the show and the drama, but still our life because I don't do a Vanderpump Rules recap podcast. However, right now, that's what everyone wants to listen to. They want to hear my take on the current episodes. They want to hear a little bit more of a backstory, spill the tea and all of that. My downloads are higher than they've ever been. So as far as guests right now... It's either going to be Brock and I doing an episode together, someone from the cast, someone who, like this week, I have Danny Pellegrino on, someone who's very involved with the show and follows it. And I'm just trying to keep that momentum going. I've done a couple episodes recently that are non-show related, and I'm just batching those. Yeah. But right now, I'm just, I'm keeping it very centered around the current situation. You're dialed in. I feel like... Every show that comes out for the next month, you should have a brand deal that night. Pretty, pretty wild. And still no idea about season 11. Nothing. Stay tuned. Stay. See, these Vanderpump, they're tough. I can't crack them. I've tried (laughs) every single You should get Schwartz on. Did you see his Watch What Happens live episode? Oh, yeah. I mean, seriously, I'll get him. He'll say it all. And then I'll be like, hey, do you want to edit that Schwartz? And he'll be like, nah, fire away. It'll be great. And he'll be like this the whole time. That'll be great. I love it. All right, good stuff. Well, we have to wrap up with a trading secret. So it could be money management, career management, uh, financial management, any tip or trading secret, maybe behind the scenes of the show, anything that people can learn from you. They can't learn from a professor. They can't learn from Google or anything like that just from you. I feel like I kind of already said it, just trying to take any negative and turn it into a positive, whether that's financial, whether it is, you know, public opinion, your image, whatever it is. If there's ever anything negative, just finding that sliver of how can I spin this and turn it into either a learning experience, into lessons for people, into just Anything that the reason why we do this show, or at least me, mm-hmm. yes, it's to entertain and all of that. But I put my life out there to be relatable, to mm-hmm. tell my story and to help other people. So whether it's the miscarriage I went through mm-hmm. or anything like that, it was this is one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life. It was in a very dark place, but I'm going to take that experience and raise awareness and to tell women, you know, what to look for, how to cope and just in any way that I could turn this very negative thing that happened to me into a positive by letting women know they are not alone. Mm -hmm. I went through this. You're going to get through it. You get your rainbow baby. Things start to make sense. It still is gut-wrenching and heartbreaking it's like I but any negative turning it into a positive 
is what I just always try to do. Yeah, I think it's such, such good advice. I usually don't ask a follow-up to Drang Secrets, but I think what you're saying is going to resonate with so many people, and I have to. You have the ability that when you think about it and you feel it, you're able to communicate it. You're able to stand up for yourself. You're able to show up at court. You're able to cry when you feel it and not be afraid. I think so many people out there are afraid to share their opinion. They're afraid to show up to court. They're afraid to cry when they feel sad. What advice, just following up that training secret, do you give someone who feels like it's challenging for them to stand up for themselves and show their cards in that moment, something you do so well? I think it feels so much better to put it all out there. Yeah. I can compartmentalize when I have to, but at the end of the day, I'm an open book. I signed up to give 100% of my life, the good, the bad, everything in between. And I think just by doing that, you know, it's, I just wouldn't have it any other way. Mm-hmm. I like to put it all out there because. If it's just one person I'm helping, I feel like I'm actually doing my job. So I just, you know, I I do a lot of therapy Mm -hmm. and I encourage people to be vulnerable, to be open because it doesn't feel good to keep it all in. It is just such a release when you cry, when you talk about it. It's Mm -hmm. therapeutic, it's cathartic, and I highly recommend it because it's not always easy. Mm -hmm. And when things are hard and they're uncomfortable, sometimes you have some of the best outcomes and you can grow as a person. And I just I'm really big on helping other people by just talking about shared experiences publicly. Yeah. And I think you you definitely have a sense of confidence about yourself that you're willing to do that. And I think confidence comes from stepping into your weakness and, and being okay with traumas and triggers and learning yeah. about them as opposed to burying your head. And when you do learn about them, you know yourself better. When you know yourself better, you're more confident to stand up, to be there at court, to cry when you want to cry, to laugh when you want to laugh. And I think that's a testament to you and how you've utilize some of what could be, you know, just absolutely catastrophic events to you mentally, professionally, and personally, and you use it as a launch pad. So I think it is so cool. Uh, thank you for being on Trading Secrets. Thank you. Where can people find everything that you have going on? The Shmirnoff campaign, the podcast, everything. Yeah, everything at Sheena, S-C-H-E-A-N-A. And you can just click the link on my bio and that has everything you need for me, my merch, my podcast, my vlogs. All of it's right there. Perfect. Go subscribe to her YouTube. Yes. Let's get that to Let's 100K. Get that Let's get that plaque. <laughs> and then we'll tune into the recap. We'll be talking about the numbers of the finale. We'll be talking about the numbers of the reunion. And David and I will do a little projecting and guessing for what is coming next. Sheena, thank you so much for being on this episode. Thank you. Woo! Woo! Ding, ding, ding. We are ringing in the bell to the Sheena episode. Sheena Shea, Vanderpump Rules, one of the hottest shows in the entire country. And we have one of the biggest cast members telling all her trading secrets. Now, if you're new to trading secrets, you probably noticed. Yes, we get into some of the pop culture stuff, but we're trying to take different angles. We want to know how this impacts the business, where the money is made, where the money is lost, the learning lessons that are greater than just a pop culture clickbait headline. We talk all things business. If you don't follow us, make sure to go on Trading Secrets Podcast on Instagram, go to our YouTube, and you'll be able to see all the different guests we have. And please continue to give us five stars on Apple. We are reading all of them. I have one review right here by CJ Lovato. Love it. Week in and week out. 
Love the podcast. Been listening every Monday since day one. I wonder if you guys have looked into finding somebody from the merchant services world to bring on. I do payment processing for work and would love to hear you guys talk to somebody from that world and hear your thoughts. Keep up the great content. One thing we're going to start doing, we're having conversations already, is doing a second episode a week, which is more relatable to the Money Mafia. We're going to bring people on from the Money Mafia. We want to hear your stories, how you make money, no matter what you do where you lost money. So that is coming. We're also going to set up a full voicemail where you can send all your questions in and we will answer them. So a second episode per week is coming. If you tell us you want, go to Apple, give us five stars and let us know if you want a more, I would call it like relatable version of a Money Mafia Trading Secrets episode. Give us five stars, let us know in the comments and we will implement it because we are with a new network. We're with a new network, and we have more flexibility to do things like this. And we'll tell you about that deal shortly. But for now, I got the Curious Canadian, the one and only Sheena Shea, Vanderpump Rules. What are you thinking? Talk I mean, to me, David Arnold. just flowing through the microphones right now. I'm all jacked up. Been up since 6 a.m. Got a dad-sized coffee. You got a dad-sized coffee sipping on over there. I'm loving it. We're ready to go here. Um, one thing, like you mentioned, I love about the pod. This is obviously the biggest story out right now. Everyone's trying to get their piece of the click pie. They're all trying to get pieces of the download pie. They're digging into the gossip, the juice. What we're digging in is the the real, the, the financials, the opportunities. How do, As she said in her trading secret, I'm going to start from the back at the front here. She said, in life, the trading secret, make a positive out of a negative situation. And it kind of sparked on me. You know what? It's a little fucked up what we're all tuning into right now. We as a society are turning into uh, an affair and we are diving into the details and and prying into people's personal lives. Uh, It's a negative situation that she's spinning into a positive for herself and her brand. And, um, you know, some really interesting takeaways from it and and how it's affecting her her life. But, you know, just really quick, Jay, did did it ever kind of ding to you or, or sit on you? Or I mean, you're more in the public eye, too. You know, sometimes people are the most popular, are doing them, having the most success when there's negative attention around them. Yeah, I mean, I want to talk into some of the theory and the drama of why polarizing sells. I think it's just crazy. Let's quickly talk about the numbers here. So May 17th was season 10 finale. That's what hit Bravo. And it had a record ratings with about 1.9 million live viewers. So Sheena was like dead on. And that number more than doubles the ratings for the show's last finale, which came in at about 780,000. So not only has this show doubled, it's more than doubled. Then you talk about the why. David, man, I don't know. I don't understand because like it's really, I think there's something relatable about it. There's something that's just so like kind of like horrific, deceiving about it. It's almost like criminal behavior, but it's not criminal behavior. But also, like, we hear about cheating scandals, like, all the time. Like, you hear about the Adam Levine. Unfortunately, we just heard one with Jimmy Allen. Yeah. Like, every day it feels like one of these scandals comes up, which is just awful. But what is it about this one that catapulted? I think... I think the time. Yeah, and the, I, think I mean, the this timing. is season 10 that they're on. There's 10 seasons of this... Ariana, Ariana, and and Tom have been together for nine years, so I think there's just you know people feel a lot attached to it, and I know people say like they choose to be on reality TV, so they have to suffer the consequences of having this stuff aired out. I I can't remember the last thing that we've talked about on the pod from a financial perspective, 
Caller Daddy podcast has on from the gossip perspective, and CNN also has on in a political perspective. I mean, it's it's just I mean, um, it's, it's crazy ass backwards. Um, but here we are talking about it. But it also, yeah. Let me also. I want to take it to like our the kind of the business world of social media too. Like Love Is Blind. When Love Is Blind was delayed, mm-hmm. we've talked about mm-hmm. this for their finale. That was like the most trending thing in the entire planet. And when we like, I did a post about it and stories about it. I would get more engagement on those discussion points than I would yeah. on like the most manicured, well thought out, produced content in the world. And I think it just comes down to timing and the fact that this all happened. This all happened while they were filming, and they have all the before, during, and after literally on all camera. I think yeah. that was it. I think timing, and I think just in life in general, no matter what you're doing, timing is just so pertinent yep. to success. Yeah, time, it it's really so pertinent is. to everything. I mean, timing is is such an important factor in your career and your relationships and uh, everything that you do. Uh, I do got to say, I did love how your conspiracy brain started uh, churning saying like the producers must have known come on they must have known they must have teed this up and just sat on this for a while so uh but she said um she said no one knew everyone was just as shocked and as you said gobsmacked or she said gobsmacked a producer was gobsmacked and your mom's jaw was on their floor the whole time so it definitely had an impact on people there's no like i if like you know this is probably a terrible saying but we always say like blow it i always yeah, say yeah. gun to your head what would you do it was like gun to my head. I'm thinking that there's a producer or two that had a good idea and conversations. Were, I mean, they're seeing yeah. everything behind the scenes. When you're mic'd up, right? You forget you're mic'd up. You're in like the trailer. They're hearing things that people aren't hearing. Like I am almost convinced that there's a producer or two that had an idea that this was happening. It was like, guys, I don't, I'm just saying probability. There's like a 60% chance this is happening. We should start planning yeah. for it. But it, I could be wrong. Something that's else just is happening right now is the summer house um, finale and reunion. And when you bring up that, there's just a lot of drama that you know people are hearing off camera on hot mics, making them put be put in awkward situations to juice up the drama. So it's reality TV, th- TV though. And going back, going back to the top, like that's what people are into. Um, I got a question when she when she talked about how this is giving everyone like the negotiating power for raises. Like when you talked about how her mm-hmm. downloads on her podcast are record, you even threw out a dollar amount. You know that episode should be a hundred k. You should be getting a hundred k per episode, which she was, you know, a little whoop about. Um, <laughs> I wonder if that's true for everybody. Do you think that Raquel and Tom? I mean, they're pretty much keeping it quiet right now. But do you think it's going to be the same for everybody involved, or do you think the people who are coming out of this in a better light are the only benefactors for this? Oh, man. First of all, clarification. I said if she's got 1.3 million downloads a month, month, it should be 100K a month, not 100K per episode. Um, I think, no, man, it's like the cream of the crop rises. Like, I mean, dude, look at Ariana. Like, she's just murdering it. Like, how slowly. And also, there's strategy of how she's been very selective with interviews. Sometimes there is this whole theory in this business space about like the less you talk, Mm -hmm. the more people want to know. Like, she's not jumping on everything. She did one interview with Andy Cohen. That's who got the exclusive. And, like, think about her Dancing with the Stars contract, everything else. So she's shooting in movies. Like, she's going to make, if she plays this right, which is crazy yeah. that I'm saying plays this right, but yep. it's the reality of what we talk yep. about. That's what we do on the show. She's going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. You know, and the, the other people that have been taken on the right positions are going to do the same. 
Tom and Raquel are done, man. Like there, there's right. not a brand that's going to touch them. The only thing they have going for them, I think, is that the demand to see them crash and burn and hear from them is so high that the show doesn't want them on the next season. The show needs them, and that's where well, they're going to have to negotiate. They're going to they're going to be so the plot. Crazy to see. Uh, as you put on uh, live breaking news after you recorded this podcast, that Tom and Raquel are done, like it, they're they're done. Like this was, if they if they, and now people hmm. are saying that was a PR stunt. That like they're actually not. It's done. just crazy. You know to what I mean? See, uh, you know, like you said, if she ta- if she plays her cards right, it's like you you're leveraging your personal happiness with something that is really tied to your financial capabilities and living situations it's everyone wants to be a celebrity i don't know man this shit scares me a little bit the one thing i I would say if someone said to you like what is the biggest lesson you've taken away from this interview like business wise when she and i'll i don't know it's just stuck and i'll never forget it when we talked about our life is our job and our job is our life and for some reason that stuck because in their world that's magnified at a whole level but I do think everyone listening to some extent, like your job is your life and your life is your job to a certain extent, like how your personal life is going impacts your job performance, impacts the confidence you bring to the job and how your job is your life also connects to so many things. And there is something, I don't know, there is something that's real about that. Yeah, I don't know if you I mean, feel 100%, that at all. I, she got emotional twice. Maybe the first Trading Secrets podcast guest that we've had that has cried mid-interview and that's like, you know, crying about her what's happening in her job and relaying it over to her life and now she's showing that emotion in a it's a business setting let's call it is what it is um but you're getting attached to it and you're seeing you know you're you're getting connected to it because you're seeing the emotion and you're part of it like i've never seen that before and you see how much it's affecting them but affecting them is affecting it full circle like you're talking about yeah, I have. We yeah. only just have a few more minutes, David. Here, but I do have a question I want to pose yeah. to you. You're a big reality TV guy. You've seen like all the shows. Do you agree or disagree with this statement that in reality TV you either die a villain or you lo- you live long enough be- to become? I'm sorry, you either die a hero or live long mm. enough to become a villain. I feel like everything I've seen points to that, and I wonder in this Ariana example, could that happen in like three to five years? Like, is it possible? You know, like. Is that a real statement? You either die a hero or live long enough to become a villain when it comes I mean, to reality. I mean, I gotta yes say no? yes because in the sixty seconds where you're explaining that, and I'm rifling through my head, people who I can think who like even from the realm of like the Kardashians, like they're not like the biggest and the best. Like, there's just so many, so much negativity. You're you're either gonna make a mistake, make a slip up, or or not know how to transition with the times from generation to generation too. So. Um, trying to think if there's anybody that I could think. Well, well, well here's what like the, the I'll, I got to give credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. Blake Horseman's the guy who told me that like four years ago. He's like, eventually I was going to go down yeah. and they were going to take me down. And I just found it really well, interesting. Wells Adams, so. Wells Adams, but we only have right a couple now. future podcast guests. I would say Wells Adams, future podcast guest. He is definitely one that is still a yeah. hero and always will be. David, we just have a couple minutes. Any last thoughts you want to um, make sure that we no, get I, out? I, I appreciate her coming on and, and making time for us in her busy schedule. Obviously, so much going on. Um, you know, I, Vanderpump isn't the show that I'm the most dialed into, but it absolutely is on in the background of the house. And 
I make sure that I point to each person and, and get the background and the info and actually keep me up to date. But, um, you know, I, I, can, I can only imagine as a as someone who owns a talent agency, something like this happens. You start looking into rates and opportunities and um, seeing what they're procuring. It, it must just absolutely pique your interest in, in something that you're so, so closely connected to. Um, and, you know, really interested to see what happens from a, do they return for season 11? Do they not return for season 11? How is it impacting their brands? You know, we'll have to get bachelor data on to, uh, or, or pop culture data, I should say for this to go over their followings and see how it gets impacted and affected. It's why we're here. It's trading secret serves a purpose in all this. So we can kind of put, put some light to how this really affects the big picture. It's why we're here. I love that her and Brock talk openly about deals. When they get a deal, they yeah, see it, it as really a win cool. for each other. That whole team aspect is awesome. And I will tell you, our agency is working full speed. Love I'm it. getting her a couple of deals, and we did get her one and many more to come. But um, obviously, all that stuff's confidential. We have a ton of great guests coming up, guys. We have Wells Adams, Barbara Corcoran, The Shark, Damon. We have O's, The Mentalist. You guys know Sheena's right here. We have Haley Page. Tyler Staniland was last week. John Franklin from The Circle. We have It's James Kennedy, the one and only. Ramit is coming on. Dylan Efron, Corey Wharton, and the one and only, the FBI negotiator. We have a ton of great, great episodes coming. So make sure that you guys subscribe. Make sure to give us five stars. And the last question I'll pose to you, do you want an episode, or at least a half of episode, about our new contract, how we negotiated it, why we left the network we did, all the things? You tell us. Go to Apple. Give us five stars. We are looking. And we will read them and we will act. And I'll just say this right here, right now, from that last review that we got, what I want to do is I want to give something away. I want to give something away, David. What do you think about that? Okay. So here's how we're going to do it. Just so you guys know, I'm legit. CJ Lovato, you left a review. May 15th, 2023. Email me right now. Tradingsecrets at jasontardic.com. I got a gift for you and I'm going to pick out a winner next week. We'll see you next week. Give us the feedback. David, wow, got anything before no, we sign I love off? That. Let's get a little spicy in the reviews here. That's what I'm talking about. Spicy in the reviews, but always give us five stars, David. We are buzzing. I can't wait to hit end on this because we are about to have a fucking day, and we hope you guys have a day too. Keep it going. Trade your secrets. Talk money. Audio booms off to a hot start. Hot start. Hot start with Audio Boom. If you guys want to know more about it, let us know. Hopefully, you thought this was another episode of Trading Secrets that you could not afford to miss. Bringing that money, money.